Hello, welcome. We are live for episode 148 of the Slickback Kickback Report. Not really live, recording a day before, as per usual. Um, so uh, here we go. Do the intro and we'll get right into the good old episode. And thank you guys so much for checking out this one and any other episodes involving the podcast. Let's go. That ball is out of here. Out of here. The Mets win the ball game. Stoudemire on the drive. Throws it down. Amari Stoudemire with a season high 35. Again, thank you guys so much for checking out this episode and every other episode with the podcast and everything else with the brand. Really appreciate it. So the Wednesday, we use another audio and video version of the podcast. You can check out the audio version where you get your podcast video on the YouTube channel, Fonz DeFalco. Going to get a video up on Friday. And last week, I didn't get up to it, but I'm going to get one every Friday or Monday, depending on the schedule that's been going on. Getting back into the swing of things, which is good. All good stuff. Check out my TikTok page. I actually did the Fonz's WWE Top 10. For SummerSlam matches, we'll talk summer talk about SummerSlam later on down the show, so that's going to be really good. Uh, Fonz DeFalco on there, Fonz DeFalco on Instagram, getting back on Instagram, so it's all good. Uh, again, I took a like a mini breakish of social media with like Instagram, Twitter, and all of those stuff because you know I just um, I like to do that once in a while, I like to recharge and whatever too. I did still kept doing like podcasting here and there a little bit, like I went on there just to post the podcast. That's about it. But back into it, all good stuff. The link trees down below for everything so you can see where everything's going all the other fun stuff so i greatly appreciate all the love and support and bless up fonds of talk with everything on this podcast episode too so a lot of different stuff too last week i did a new segment this week i'm gonna do it again i thought it was popular it actually was very popular i did enjoy it. i like making lists because i'm a crazy person so fonds is five top five will make a return and a little bit of a variation so it's again random top five list without explanation and nobody asked for it. anybody care not really, not really, and then, you know, some more helmets came out too, by the way, but literally, after I recorded that, and that went up the next day, four more teams debuted, and one more this past weekend, so, all good stuff, and uh, I guess a little bit of a life coach, be good to yourself, as uh, one of my favorite podcasters and comedians, Theo Vaughn says, be good to yourself, that's just the model that I like to live by, and that's the one I think we all should live by, and you, before you be good to everyone else, which you should be, you got to be good with yourself, within yourself. So, get like the merch or like the be good to yourself shirts. I always get them. They're really cool. So, that's the motto I live by. Before you be good to others, you got to be good to yourself. That's all it is. So, I didn't even talk about this last week. The MLB draft happened. Now, I love the NBA draft. Love the NFL draft. The MLB draft is very weird because it's in the middle of the season. And a lot of these guys that get drafted, it's like a whole, there's so many different rules of the MLB draft where it's like, there's like so many rounds and people get drafted out of high school, which is cool. But then like you get drafted out of high school and you can still play in college. And if you you go drafted out of high school, you don't have to actually sign with them. I know last year the Mets drafted somebody from Vanderbilt, something um, something rocker. He was like one of the best pitchers at Vanderbilt, one of the best prospects, drafted him like third overall or something, or really high. He chose not to sign, I think, because of like an injury or the Mets didn't want to give him as much money or something happened. So we did not sign, so we entered the draft the following year and just got drafted again. So again, I'm so confused on how the draft works. 
but it made me feel very old because I saw two players get drafted, and I remember their dads playing. I believe like Matt Holiday's son was drafted first overall. So I'm look up the name. I think it's like the 2022 MLB draft. I know um, uh, what was it? I forgot his name. I, I, not Justin. Justin is an NBA player, but um, I felt old because I remember Matt Holiday. Oh, Jack! It was Jackson Holiday, which again, it, if you know, it makes you feel very old because his dad was Matt Holiday, and his dad was actually a pretty good baseball player. I think it was like a like a multi-time I guess, seven-time All Star, 2011 uh, World Series champion, and NLCS MVP, Silver Silver Slugger, Connors Hall of Fame. He last played in 2018, by the way, and we're in 2022, so literally f- four years after. Yeah, we're in 20. Jeez, I'm feeling old now. I'm I'm literally old. Well, his his son, his literally his son, got drafted. I think another um, son got drafted too. Not only was it Jackson Holiday, but also it was um, I think it was like Drew. Oh, it was Kum, oh Kumar Rocker. That was his name. That got drafted third overall by the Texans, Tech, Texas Rangers. Uh, he first got drafted by the um, the Mets. Rocker had surgery and shoulder surgery in uh, September, so Rocker did not return to Vanderbilt after going unsigned too. So, um. So he got drafted with a 10th overall pick, and they agreed on a contract. The Mets decided to give him an offer reviewing the medical information, and Rocker not participating in a program that would have made his medical information available pre-draft. And, allowed to, and this allowed the Mets to not make him an offer and receive compensatory selection in the 2022 MLB draft. Um, so that was the whole thing, too. So, you know, classic Mets doing that. And I, so the other player, Jackson Holiday, Drew Jones, got drafted by the Diamondbacks second overall. Uh, Andrew, Andrew Drew Jones, and if you remember that name, his dad literally just played also, Andrew Jones. I remember him. He last played for um, the Yankees in 2012. He played for the Japanese Baseball League in 2014. He was good, too. Five-time All-Star, 10-time Golden Glove, Silver Slugger, too. That made me feel, again, very old because I remember their dads playing. And this is how it's going to be, I feel like. This is how I feel it's going to be for not just baseball, but a lot of other sports, too. I see it with football, like Patrick Sershan Jr. I remember his dad being a corner, a stud corner for the Dolphins slash uh, Chiefs also. Uh, again, there's just so many damn players that now I'm getting old and their sons are playing too. And sooner or later, when I'm older, their sons are going to play too. And I'm like, oh yeah, I remember his grandfather played for whatever too. That's, that's what's going to happen too. You see now with the NBA also, Cole Anthony, because his dad, Greg Anthony, I remember his dad playing. Um Doran Blanks and some other players. So even some WNBA players. I know um, Jane Ivey's mom played in the WNBA. You know, obviously, you know, with JaVale McGee, his mom played in the NBA too. But it's just a, this is a, a segment now, as I set up like this. We're all getting a little bit older. We're all getting a little bit older. But yeah, we're going to, it's just, maybe that's a future Fonz's top five. Fonz's top five, five, or maybe overall just top 10. Just um, times I felt old in sports when I saw certain sons or daughters playing in certain sports. That, that'll, you know what? I'm going to write that down for a future list idea. Am I crazy with list ideas? Yes, because I had a bunch of other ones for Four Corners. By the way, uh, I'm going to talk SummerSlam later, but we have a more in-depth uh, preview of it and a bunch of other stuff on Four Corners every Monday at 7 p.m. on Review and Preview Sports on Facebook and YouTube. And the audio version of the podcast go up. It's under Review and Preview Sports. So you definitely want to go, go ahead and uh, check that out if you haven't already. So... Yeah, so what else? Well, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff going on. Um, let's see. So more. Oh yeah. Well, also the Subway Series is happening. So I gotta go to a Mets game. 
I gotta go. I know I'm planning on going probably with me and my cousin Christian, and my other two cousins there underneath. And I wanted we gotta get to, I gotta get them on the pod too. I got a lot of families I want to get on the pod too. Again, is you know doing more of these podcasts, these solo ones too. So gonna get a lot of different episodes solo and a lot of other stuff down the line. Um, and you know what's like really crazy too. I forgot to mention this on the show sheet too. Uh, this I might have I'm I don't know what I'm gonna do up there, but. I'm going to be going up to Saranac Lake to play in a rugby. I know what I'm doing, playing in a rugby tournament. As far as content-wise, I don't know what's going to happen yet, but I'm playing in a rugby tournament. Yeah, I am back. That's right. I know we did alumni weekend. That didn't really count because it was like a 12s on 12s. This is a full-on 15 on 15 rugby tournament. That's right. Your boy Fonz, the former Division I single-A athlete, is now back and better than ever in a rugby uniform playing this weekend. Saturday at 9 a.m. We're playing Brockport. That's the first game, and depending on what happens, we might play at a later game. Who has no idea? 15 on 15. I never did a tournament like that. Usually, rugby tournaments on sevens, and it's basically seven on seven, seven minute halves, very quick games. I believe 15 on 15 is 20 minute halves. Should be a lot of fun. I'll be catching a lot of my, other, my fellow teammates back in the day and some other guys that, again, that made me feel old when I went up there like two years after I graduated and seeing all these guys I never went to school with, but they've known who I was. So, Again, I'm going to be catching up with all those guys, meeting some new guys, so it's going to be really fun. Um, you know, am I going to be showing off my prime? I don't know. Am I going to score? I plan on it. I plan on scoring. So we'll, we'll again, again, we'll, we'll we'll see. So we will we will see how how that goes on and whatever too. So the MLB, the MLB, well, the NFL um, had some new helmets. So I, I did a couple last week, and I'm going to do a video down the line of ranking all of them once they're kind of finalized, maybe like a week before the 2022 NFL season. Maybe like actually probably around like. Um, preseason or something kind of just like ranking all the new changes again i love this rule of all the helmet change you can do alternate helmets it's really cool again you got some good ideas of concepts of what we people have been trying to think of doing to throwback uniforms you could potentially do i did a video along a while back of like 10 throwback uniforms i want to see now with the change and we've seen a couple that are already in fruition kind of getting the idea some are going to come next year and whatever some are going to be not released but people are thinking it's going to happen and now also the concept it gives people i gives teams ideas of something new to do Example like uh, the Saints all black helmet. Never thought it would happen, but it did. There's some couple other teams on here that have done some stuff too. And I will start off with this. So I'm not going to rank. I'm just going to do one like just the, the order overall of what I saw that was kind of released too. Now there's some teams I will say and again down the line. I'll do a ranking of all of them from worst to first. The new changes for all the helmets and also changing the uniforms in general too. There's some teams that that should do different helmets that I like. There's some teams that are very classic and that just do it probably just for the sake of doing a second helmet that I don't think is a good, necessarily a good idea. Um, example is the Chicago Bears. Now, the Bears uniforms are very, they're iconic. I like them a lot. Um, always been a classic one and probably one of the more, the one of the original franchises. So I like them. Always known for their Navy helmets. So I, I don't mind that at all. I am not the biggest fan. They did try to do an orange helmet with the blue Bears logo. I'm like, I'm like on the fence, leaning more towards, and eh, like, do you really need to do a? They didn't need to do a second helmet. It doesn't really work with the with the orange jersey too. There's some all colors you can do, like an all blue, all white, all black, uh, maybe even color rush and all red because the Bills it works with them. All orange is one of those things where it just doesn't work. I don't think it necessarily works, and I'm not the biggest fan of the all orange helmet. Luckily, they didn't do the orange. It's better that it's the white pants and orange jersey. If it was like the orange pants, orange, whatever, it'd be color rush. It's different, but like they kind of scrapped it and it's kind of just their alternate uniform. I'm not necessarily feeling this uniform. That's just my opinion. 
This one I'm feeling too. Now the Cardinals uniforms I've always I think they've always should have maybe done a little bit of an upgrade, but I've kind of low key liked them. Um, the only thing was the black jerseys. I thought would have been cool if they did like a black helmet, kind of you know, because the white helmet's nice, but doesn't it looks weird with the black helmet unless you did like the white pants, black jersey, white helmet. And then they do like the all black and the white helmets, like kind of a little bit weird. So they released the all black helmet, and what's really cool about it is that they added some like red flakes in it too. So that's something a little bit different. And it's like. You can see they're an older franchise, but like it can work with that. It works. And I like it with the black jersey. I think it's going to look really sharp. It actually could kind of look. Nah, it wouldn't look good with it. It could kind of look good. I think the red flakes kind of help it out a little bit. That's just that's just what I'm thinking. Oh, I'm sorry. My thing keeps going off here too. Sorry. I know. Guys, I have an Apple Watch. Do you guys know that I have an Apple Watch? I'm just kidding. Well, not really kidding that I have it, but I like to joke about it a little bit here and there. But um, Yeah. Yeah, the black the black helmet looks good with the with the car. I'm I'm a fan of that one. I like so again, it gives my fond seal of approval. Um the Jets did an all black helmet. I wish they did the throwback white helmet from like the 2010s, because I like those Jets uniforms. The new ones, I'm they're they're okay. The white ones are nice, but the all black jerseys, I thought they should have done a black helmet. They're doing it with the all black, so it works. I actually like it. So they have the green and black. I mean, I wish they did white instead. I would prefer it. white and black. I would prefer with those with that one. But the Jets, good stuff. I give them my seal of approval. The two throwbacks, the Cowboys. We kind of expected it. it was on my list. The Cowboys are bringing the white helmets back for the throwbacks. Finally, 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 fine. Now, I'm not even a big, huge Cowboys fan, but I love those Cowboys uniforms. And I'm so happy that the white, Helmet is coming back from, which is good. Perfect. Thanksgiving throwbacks. The Thanksgiving game is going to look, it's going to look fantastico. I'm going to absolutely love that. And the Giants, they're bringing a throwback too. They're bringing back the old uh, blue. I think it's from like the, the 90s, 80s, 90s, if I'm not mistaken. Um, the Now, they did this with like the color rush where it was just the regular blue helmet, but they took out the NY logo and put Giants. The second helmet, they're going to, they have the second helmet, which is going to be a darker blue, which I like with the script word of the Giants. I wish, I'm hopefully they bring back the color rush still. They technically can because it is just two helmet shells. Just flip off the sticker. But those throwbacks with the gray pants, they're, they're really nice. I actually like those Giants ones a lot. They're wearing them against the Bears and the Commanders. Again, two iconic franchises they go up against. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, so I like them. That gives also my seal of approval. All of, Overall, a lot of the alternate helmets and different uniform changes. I like the Bears one was weird with the all orange. And um, I forgot the, what was the other team last week. I said it wasn't the biggest fan of too now the panthers one the panthers one was nice saints one was odd at first i think that that grew on me the the saints one i didn't like at first but that one grew on me a lot of them i pretty much like the bears one maybe it will grow on me you'll see how they look on the field the orange ones just look very it's just different i guess it's just because it's the bears i mean it's just because it's the bears franchise back sorry i had to get some water a little bit of a cough the power the power of editing I don't think I said cough correctly, but it's okay. Uh, again, reminder, check out the podcast. Forget your podcast. Follow the brand of content stuff. It's all some good stuff. Content, 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 content is king. If I bring all this stuff up, I might bring this all up. Do I bring this up to Saranac Lake and record something with the boys? Do I record something? I don't know. I got to bring a couple of microphones. I might do it. I'm, I'm driving. I'm not flying. I'm driving up there. Five-hour drive, which actually isn't bad. Again, I've driven to Bonaventure, and I can do it no problem, so... I might do it. I might. We'll see. I don't know who I'm going to get on. I don't know what we're going to talk about. I don't even know what's going to happen. But I know one thing. We're going to win that damn tournament, hopefully, in this time next week. If this episode, if that episode comes out or whatever, it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a lot of fun. So um, so a little, few more, I guess, little things, too. So I'll do, I'll, you know what? I'll do my Fonz's top five. Fonz's five top five. Last week, I did my Fonz's nude segment, which is basically when I do solo episodes because 
put some content here because sometimes solo posts can be a little bit shorter. And another segment here. Five lists of top fives. Very quickly. Little little to no explanation of why. They were a hit. People liked it. Last week I did tattoos. I plan on getting eventually. Tony Hawk levels. Uh, workouts. Breakfast sides. And what was the other thing? Oh, fast food fries. And a lot of people disagree with me on the fast food fries. Checkers is the best top tier fries. I don't care what anybody says. I think one of my buddies um, is going to be up for the tournament. I think, yeah, he is going to be there. And he says Checkers is overrated, so we're going to have a discussion about that. i got to get him on. We'll have a discussion. A full, a wholehearted, nice discussion. Shout out to Matt Williams, who commented on my TikTok about that. We're going to talk. If he's up there, I think he will be. We'll have a nice, friendly conversation about it. So don't worry, Matt. I'm watching you. I'm just, just but, but, but I'll be happy to see you, though. But, you know, we'll have the five-minute discussion on Checkers fries, and that'll be it. So my font is top five. Fonz is five, top five. Keep messing up that up. So I decided since I'm, since I'm talking sports, wrestling, gaming, the first three, one's going to be sports, one's going to be wrestling, one's going to be video games. The other two are going to be random. Maybe there'll be two other sports. Maybe there'll be two food things. It'll be two video games or a video game wrestling or something. But the first three is going to be sports, wrestling, gaming, and the other two is going to be whatever the hell I feel like doing. And the other two are a little bit random, um, but I thought they would kind of, they don't really, that's sort of they fit. Well, it's kind of more personal that I like. So my first list is sports related. It's the best games to play at the beach. This is my top five personal. Personally, of best games I like to play at the beach. Number five, classic, a baseball catch with a glove and mitt. You can't beat it. America's pastime. Baseball can get boring, but on the beach, for some reason, it's nice. Nothing better than throwing than throwing the ball, catching it in the leather mitt on the beach, shirt off, beer on the side, or you can have a beer in hand, whatever you want to do. You get a nice crisp of it with the waves behind you. So nice. So I'm a fan of it. Number four, I played this once, once or twice, but I kind of low-key liked it. Uh, ladder toss. So like the three, three bars, and you throw like the balls wrapped in the rope, and you kind of throw it up there too. Ladder toss is my number four. Number three, um, shout out to my sister because she brought in on so we went to Malta for the family trip. Bucket ball. Just picture beer pong with giant buckets of water on the beach. Do you really want to fill it up with beer though in the sand and whatever? No, that's gross. We do bucket ball. So bucket ball is uh, my. Uh, number three, it's a classic game. Number two, a real classic game, Can Jam. Love a good game of Can Jam. Love it. Let me tell you, nothing beats, except for number one, nothing on number two beats a good game of Can Jam on the beach. Nothing beats it. Or in the parking lot, tailgating, whatever. Nothing beats a good old round of Can Jam. Am I pretty good at it? I'd say I'm pretty solid, so I'm a fan. Uh, my number one, a big old staple, Cornhole. I was with my friends last week. We went, to the, we went to a bar all of us after work, got some food. It was like restaurant week. And there was cornhole playing in the background, and we really got into it watching it. So professional cornhole league, by the way. I don't know if I'd be – I don't know. I wouldn't say I'd be – wouldn't say I would do good at it, but I think I can I think I can do my part. Maybe maybe more can jam, I would say. I don't know. But but cornhole, that's a classic game. You can't you can't beat those two. Can jam or cornhole, those are my number two. I know people say spies and spikeful on there. That's just too much movement for me. I'll sit at the beach to relax and have fun. If I'm just going to be jumping on, going crazy and whatever, you know, no, no, not my thing. So I'm, so as far as that goes, we're not, we're not doing that. We are not doing, doing spike ball. No, sorry. Not doing it. Oh, you wonder why? Because the ring, the ring is going off. That's why. I have like the ring on my, um, we all have the ring on our app. So sometimes whenever like someone's at the barn. Or um, or we have a barn in our house, by the way. Or like the front gate, it rings. Or like I get the little, little the buzz or the thing lights up too. So that's why. So I apologize for that. Those are my five for the sports edition because sports, they are activities. But yeah, spike ball, I'm not the biggest fan of spike ball. That's just my personal opinion. Um, my list number two 
It's wrestling related. It's in honor of SummerSlam. So I'm going to give my five best SummerSlams overall. Overall, from top to bottom. Not every paper is going to have five-star matches across the board, but these are the five that I think are classic ones. Number five, 2008 notable matches. The Edge versus Undertaker one, Hell in a Cell. Batista versus John Cena and CM Punk versus JBL. A good one. Number four, 1998 with Triple H versus The Rock in a ladder match, by the way, for the IC title. Who I You think it back in the day, the two top stars... In the 2000s, whatever, early days, they fought for the IC title on a ladder match, which you wouldn't think those guys would be in a ladder match. It's just weird to me, but that was a very good match. Stone Cold versus The Undertaker and Ken Shamrock versus Owen Hart in a Lions Den match, which is actually a very good match. Underrated match, I would say. Number three, SummerSlam at 2000. Rock versus Triple H versus Kurt Angle. TLC, the first one. Again, that's one of my favorite matches of all time. And Benoit versus Jericho, Chris Benoit versus Jericho in a two out of three falls match. Number two, 1992. Um, Hulk, uh, not Hulk, sorry. Ultimate Warrior versus Randy Savage for the WWE Championship. And the British Bulldog versus Bret Hart. Uh, the first pay-per-view in a long time. Now with Clash of the Castle. That takes place in the UK. SummerSlam in the UK. British Bulldog, the hometown guy, won the IC title. Tremendous pop. Great match. That's my number two. The best SummerSlam ever. And number one, this is everyone's number one. Everyone's number one SummerSlam is 2002. And if you think otherwise, I really want to know why and your reasoning behind it. I'm I am I am dead serious about that. So, uh, Rock versus Lesnar, HBK versus Triple H, which is my favorite SummerSlam match of all time. RVD versus Benoit, Edge versus uh, Edge versus Eddie Guerrero, and the opener, Kurt Angle versus debuting Rey Mysterio. That's only like a nine minute match. An opener. You want to talk about a barn burner of a great classic match? I'm not even kidding. That's a really that's a good one. So that is my that's my number one. 2002 summer, 2002 SummerSlam from top to bottom. I'll say I can't think of a there is not a single bad match. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna look at this right now. SummerSlam 2002. I, I put down some notable matches. I gotta look at like exactly what some what are some notable what, what is the entire card? We'll go through the entire card. Okay. Uh, on Heat, Spike Dudley defeated Stephen Richards. That's whatever. But the main main card: Kurt Angle defeated Rey Mysterio. Great match. Ric Flair defeated Chris Jericho. That was also a good match. Edge defeated Eddie Guerrero. Another good match. The Un-Americans, Christian and Lance Storm defeated Goldust and Booker T. Oh, yes. I remember that tag team. That was probably a really good match. Also, Rob Van Dam defeated Chris Benoit for the IC title. Good match. Undertaker defeated Test. Uh, I remember that feud. That probably was also a good match. I got to double check that. Shawn Michaels defeated H. No, HBK defeated Triple H in an unsanctioned street fight. 27 freaking minutes. And then Brock Lesnar defeated The Rock for the Undisputed Championship. Yep, and that was the, the Beast Incarnate, the man himself, the youngest Undisputed Champion ever. But it wasn't Cowboy Brock, but that was it. I mean, if you, again, seriously, if that isn't your favorite SummerSlam of all time, I think there's something seriously wrong with you. So that's just that's just my, that's just my, that's just my dead-ass honest opinion, you heard? Ooh, I don't know what that was. I apologize. Uh, my number three. Fonts is five, top five. Racing games, because this is video game related. This is racing games. I love racing games. I want racing games to be a thing. Again, they're not as big as they used to be, but this is my number three, and I will tell you right now, two of them are going to be expected. I've done this list, I think, back in the day, my 15 favorite video games of all time. Number five, Need for Speed Heat. More of the recent one. I actually like the concept of heat with the day racing, like like doing like sanctioned like circuit races, and at night doing illegal street racing to build up rep and whatever, and the car selection is very good. A lot of great cars on there. So that's my number five. Number four is an arcadey feel. No licensed cars, but it's kind of cool. Burnout Paradise, just crashing, and you know, and you hear Take Me Down to Paradise City, where, where the grass is green and the girls are pretty. I think I got the whole thing right. Hopefully, my mom doesn't hear that part. So if I got it wrong, I'm sorry, mom. But number four, Burnout Paradise, great one. Number three, Need for Speed Most Wanted, the 2005 edition. 
the one in 2000, not the, not the crappy 2012 edition, the 2005 with the blacklist and the car condition, the speed, high-speed chases and whatever. The story mode was great. That's it. Number two, Midnight Club Los Angeles. That was the first, I think, Xbox 360 game I got. Yeah. I still play it to this day. The cars is not the cars are limited compared to the other Midnight Club titles, but good graphics. It's still a good arcade racer feel today. I know there's a lot of some things. Maybe sometimes the missions repeat a little bit, but I still have fun with the car customization. The car list is good. There's a little bit more compared to number one, but that's good for me. Number one, Midnight Club 3 Dub Edition Remix. The remix makes it better with the addition of Tokyo. Uh, a lot more cars. There's like close to 100 songs in this on the list. I think there's like 99 actually, and the car selection is everything from muscle cars to sports bikes to choppers to SUVs, luxury cars, exotic cars, tuners. The, like the SUVs and trucks is incredible. Like from a Chevy Silverado, you can get a, from a Chevy Silverado to a Lamborghini Diablo. It's literally like the, the select and then you get like West Coast choppers. It's just like a win and like there's like a sign and there's like a bunch of different cars. And I love that. It's really cool. The car club races, tournaments, the street racers is cool. I wish the street racers had more personality, but that's just my thing. I wish they'd make, please make another one of these guys. Tony Hawk, we already got a Pro Skater 1 and 2 remastered. If we can get a Midnight Club remaster. I'll be so happy. I don't think you understand. I'll be so happy for that. Just take a second to reminisce that. It'd be so nice. So, so, so nice. My number four is going to be random now. Number four, top five Gatorade flavors. Love Gatorade. Number five, Icy Charge. It's, the, it's like the clear icy one. I like that one. Number four, fruit punch. Number three, lemon lime. Number two, cool blue. I know controversial. Number one, orange. Number one, orange is the superior flavor. Um, fruit punch is hit or miss sometimes, but I think overall it, it's good. You know, I'm gonna say it's good. So that's my top five one. Again, icy charge, fruit punch, lemon lime, cool blue, orange, cool blue. People are gonna rough some feathers here, but guess what? I don't care. Fonz, no care, no carito. I don't know what I'm doing. And my number five last list, it's for more personal because this is the cars I want. My car guy, yes, I when I saw Midnight Club LA, saw the Dodge Challenger when it was called the Concept. I was like, when that car comes out, I'm getting it. And lo and behold, about 10 years later, being here in 2008, 12 years later, I got the car. It's beautiful. I love it. I'm keeping that for a long time. It's going to be my, I want to start down the line, a collection of cars. So that's, that's a good start right there. And I own it. It's great to have my name on. It's weird. It's weird to have my name on the car still, even though I've had it since... 2020 start of the pandemic Woo, was a good thing. I guess that was a good thing of the pandemic. But yeah, I have some other list of cars. These are the five cars that I want to have in my collection down the line. Number five, the 04 Cadillac Escalade. I just like the look of it. It's a big, burly truck. I'm a fan. It's the only truck on this list. This list is going to be very weird. You're going to see a lot of classics on here. Number four, the 96 Chevy Impala SS. Looks like the cop car, but I like it a lot. I love the style of it. Uh, number three, the 69 Chevy Camaro SS. It's been in multiple midnight clubs. I love the design of the car. Again, it looks so cool. Number two, a 2010 Ford Mustang GT. Before the Challenger, I've always wanted a Mustang. And I remember when I was younger, I couldn't fit into the Shelby uh, Cobra edition. But maybe I'll fit into it now because I lost a little bit of weight because I wasn't bigger back then. So that's my number two on my list. Number one, it's always number one. It was in Midnight Club. I love the look of it ever since. I always will want to get this car. I'm going to get it at some point. A 1987 Buick Grand National GNX, the black one. I know it's weird. It's a weird car to say it's like your dream car to get, even though Challenger is my, my second dream car. Buick Grand National GNX. That's on my, whew, that is on my list. That's such a nice car. If you haven't, I'll, I'll put a picture up of it, but that's a nice car. I'm a big fan of it. So 
that's my top five. So Calic Escalade, Chevy Impala, Chevy Camaro SS, Ford Mustang, and a Buick Grand National uh, GNX. Odd, odd list. That's just what I like. So if you don't like it, you can get on out of here. So I guess before we wrap up, I'll do. I guess we'll talk SummerSlam because SummerSlam is happening. I'm not as hyped up about. Again, I'm not hyped up about this paper as much as I thought it was going to be. Well, we got some. Actually, we got some more matches added to the card too. Uh, so we'll go through a match by match. Uh, well, I'll say this Pat, Pat McAfee versus happy Corbin. Um, again, Aaron Corbin, I've said this before in four corners. I like Baron Corbin, the person I love the, the deep six and the end days are two of my favorite moves. His theme songs beforehand were one of my favorites. I, the end of like, uh, I bring the darkness and superhuman. Those were the two ones I liked a lot. I liked his old, like old gimmick, his first one, NXT and whatever. Like he was like a big dude with like the lone wolf. I loved it. The Constable Corbin, Happy Corbin, and then like Depressed Corbin. I didn't like that. I just feel like they, I don't like the bookings of those. I don't like it. But again, Corbin, the person I like, the character, Happy Corbin, I don't like. Pat McAfee, it's, he's doing, oh man, he's living the dream life. Podcasting and working in the business that he loves and punted in the NFL, made millions of dollars, making more money now than he did punting in the NFL. And I will say, he did very well in his WrestleMania debut. So I will give him that. But he's going up against Corbin, which I forgot Corbin played on the Colts for a little bit during McAfee's rookie year. So that's going to be really good. I have Pat McAfee winning this one. It could be a good match. Again, McAfee impressed me a lot last time. So we'll see how he does. Logan Paul versus The Miz. Now, I know people give give crap to Logan Paul. And, you know, I'm not saying I'm, I'm, not saying I'm a huge fan of him. But, you know, I will say this, though. He's, doing, he's impressing me. And as far as the world of wrestling, he seems to be really into it. He's training. Um... He's doing well in the ring. It's not like I said, like like Bad Bunny and Pat McAfee that definitely impressed me because Bad Bunny actually literally legit was training to be in the Rumble. Like in the Rumble and he was trained to be at WrestleMania. Like he was actually trained to do this stuff. Uh, I'm assuming the same with McAfee. It looks like Logan Paul was doing it too. And he actually, he's very athletic so he can work in the ring. He's a good talker too. So again, I'm all for it. And working with The Miz, that's going to be really good. I don't know why I said on four corners. I feel like they're going to push Logan Paul to win this one because it's at SummerSlam. So I'm going to go with Paul to win this one. Uh, but this match, I'm definitely, this is the match I'm definitely, out of all the match, I'm 100% looking forward to. I feel like Riddle versus Seth Rollins is going to, I'm not going to call him freaking Rollins. I'm not going to, that's so weird. But Rollins versus Riddle, I think, I think it's going to be match of the night. I really do. They have the potential to, to literally steal the show, I believe. And maybe it'll open the card. I have no idea. Um, I feel like, I think Riddle's going to win and they're going to start doing the character of like Rollins going, I would want this. This is what I think is really cool. I like the Rollins character, like the, like his different outfits and going a little crazy. I think it'd be cool if Rollins loses because it'd be on consecutive pay-per-view losses like against Cody multiple times and now Riddle, say if this happens. And Rollins' character changes a little bit more where he gets very crazy and tries to do whatever he can to win matches. And they start, he does more of a pay-per-view loss streak and then it builds up to something that maybe he will eventually win another match and be in the world. I think he'll definitely be next in line or one of the next line for the world championship. I think if you built the character now like losing all these pay-per-views or whatever it'd be something a little bit different for him too so i just think it's again it's a little fantasy booking i wouldn't mind if rollins ends up winning but I just that's just what i think i would try riddle to win just to kind of see what they do with rollins with the character that's just my opinion but overall this is going to be this is going to steal the show i think this one was just it wasn't talked on in four corners the mysterios versus the judgment day which is damian priest and finn balor about the judgment day i was so looking forward to this stable when Balor joined with Edge and Priest, I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Okay. I wanted the Edge stable. I love the Alter Bridge, the other side theme. It was so good. I know there's creative disputes backstage with Edge not being like whatever. That's why they didn't want him to. They took him out because he didn't agree with it. Oh, man. What could have been? I think Judgment Day is going to win. I think they're going to want to push the stable at some point, And maybe they'll do like eventual Balor 
Edge feud or something. Maybe. I have no idea, but that's just a toss-up for me. We'll eventually get a Dominic and Ray split up, I think, at some point. I know Ray's been doing 20 years of wrestling, by the way, since his debut. Again, we're getting old, man. John Cena's 20 years since his debut. Orton, 20 years since his debut. Batista had it also. I mean, this is we're all getting old, man. We're all getting very old. I remember all those guys debuting on SmackDown. Yeah. Well, Batista was on Raw, but still, like when when you guys switched to SmackDown, the World Heavyweight Champion. I remember all those guys debuting. Just, that's another segment of we're getting old. We're having multiple we're getting old segments here, folks. That's what's gonna happen. Bobby Lashley versus Theory. Theory's Mr. Money in the Bank. Um, I didn't like how again, like I said, with Money in the Bank. I didn't like how Theory won. That he just got inserted to the match. I was like, eh, it's like, it's like, eh, whatever, you know. But mm, that's just my thing. Um, that's my nose itching here too. I think Bobby Lash is going to retain. I don't think they're going to do theory. Has Mr. Money in the Bank and holding the briefcase, but I think Bobby Lash is going to retain here, and he's Bobby Lash is going to start something with the United States Championship. St- Put other people in there. Get other people in the title picture. I like Bobby Lashley a lot too, and I like him as a run with the U.S. Championship. I want to see what he does with it. Uh, the female, the, the well, the, I want to say female. The women's matches: uh, Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. Um, I know Mike mentioned this too. I would, I think Bianca's the one she should win, and maybe start doing something with Becky also with Seth because they're married. Have them both turn a little bit crazy with consecutive pay per view losses. I know Mike mentioned it too with Lynch. It'd be cool. So, but I think Bianca should. Um, Win here after uh, last year when uh, she dropped the title to Becky Lynch. That's just neither here nor there. Uh, Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey. I if if Liv just won Miss Money in the Bank, cashed in that night. Which by the way, like I said, with the women's Money in the Bank briefcases next year, they got to hold it for longer than twenty four hours because the, the last four have all whatever. She has to win, right? She has to. I know Mike's gonna be very upset if she loses. I don't think so. I think she's gonna beat Ronda cleanly. I hope so. Don't drop the title. She just won it. And there'd be another waste of money in the bank briefcase. Don't do it. Have Liv hold on to it for a little bit more. Now, do you want to hold on to WrestleMania? I don't know. Maybe drop it. If you were to drop it, or maybe Survivor Series of the Rumble or something, or another paper in between. But please, God, do not have Ronda win it at SummerSlam. She can wait a little bit. That's just my opinion. I hope we don't get a false finish in this one. The Usos versus the Street Profits. <sighs> this is going to be a barn burner also second probably my favorite, second favorite match heading into the night uh the money in the bank one was that is what tag team wrestling is all about people but the botch well not the botch the controversial finish eh, whatever i my heart says the street profits i want them to win but i feel like the usos are going to retain it to keep the bloodline going now jeff jarrett will be the special guest referee which by the way the next night he will be teaming up with jay lethal to face rick flair and andrade in a tag team match that's not a joke and I really wish I was joking with that. Maybe, maybe next week or some future video, I will talk about the match stuff and review it at some point. I that's that's just that is I can't believe Rick Flair is wrestling at that age too. But I'm gonna I say the Usos, but I low key wouldn't mind the Street Profits winning. Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for the last for the Universal Championship in a last man standing match. I think they're gonna do Reigns retaining, right? It's gonna happen. Now I don't know when Theory's gonna cash in. I don't think he's gonna cash in that night. But I think it's going to be Reigns, and I hope that we don't, again, we don't do Brock and Reigns again and again and again and again. Again, I like this Brock. I like Cowboy Brock or whatever, but I think it's either Brock wins it, and then he does it against someone else, or Reigns wins it, and he goes on to something else, too. I know they're two part-timers now at this point, but he's not going to hold all the way to Mania, is he? I don't know. Is the Reigns Tribal Chief thing getting a little bit old? It's been like two years, right? A year and a half? Right? It's it's gotta be at some point. Maybe. 
it's the bloodline stuff is gonna get to uh, uh, it's gonna get stale at some point i believe that's just that's just what i believe so that's just what i'm thinking uh that's it for SummerSlam. i think that again wraps up for this episode again a shorter one um but again like i said like i said you guys thank you so much as i'm sitting like this cross-legged right now Thank you guys so much for checking out this episode. I really appreciate it. Reminder, podcasts come out every Wednesday, solo ones or with guests or whatever. I haven't had a guest in a while, so I'm going to get one down the line. Um, you know, follow the podcast on Instagram, Slickback Kickback Report. Follow my Instagram, Fonz DeFalco, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Fonz DeFalco, podcast, regular podcast. Uh, can you guys do me a favor if you made it this far? First of all, thank you guys. I really appreciate it. Uh, can you go on Spotify or uh, iTunes or I think it's Apple now? Um, like rate it, give it five stars, leave a nice review. Or just follow and tell somebody. I greatly appreciate it. Those numbers will definitely help me out. Uh, check out a past episode if you haven't. Check out my other videos on my channel if you haven't. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're watching this video, hit the thumbs up, uh, whatever whatever it's called nowadays. Um, ask me a question in this, on this podcast. You know, If you want to write down the YouTube channel or DM me on any social media. If you want to ask me a question, you can go right ahead. I will greatly appreciate it. Um, I love all of you guys, really, seriously. Um, I will be back here next week with an episode. Maybe a video Friday for you guys, too. But again, I greatly appreciate all of you guys' love and support. You guys mean the world to me. Seriously, um, you guys are great. And like Theo Von said, be good to yourself. Have a good day, good night, good evening, whenever you're watching, listening to this podcast. And I'll catch you guys next time. Peace out. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Slickback Kickback Report. Don't forget to follow, rate, and review. Tell a friend. Tell five friends. Your support will always be appreciated here on the Slickback Kickback Report.